Steve mentioned, we're starting a new series here uh, over the next three weeks called Next Steps. And uh, it's just covering um, the next step that uh, we take as believers, that Christianity is not just a decision that we make once and then we just go on, but, but each time that we're looking to take another step in Christ, another step in our faith, one of the important steps that we have as believers is, is water baptism and making that decision to be baptized into the family of God, into Christ. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, connection, community, and about being part of the community of God and being in connection. And the week after that, it's about um, serving, about doing something, not just receiving something from Jesus, but wanting to do something for Jesus. And uh, so that's going to be uh, what we're going to be talking about over the next three weeks. Today, I want to talk about uh, water baptism and what it represents, but also its power and significance in our lives as believers and as Christians. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 7 uh, says this, Well, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. For we know that our old self was crucified with Him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. I've got three points here today. My first point is, baptism is all about Jesus. As we read in the scripture, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We're baptized into Christ. Everything we have, everything we're able to do, everything that we've got to look forward to, anything of significance that we're able to achieve in regards to eternal significance comes because of Jesus Christ comes because of what he did, what he has done, and what he continues to do. Baptism is all about Jesus. Colossians tells us, in Colossians 1.17, it says everything was created through him, it was created by him, and it was created for him. Everything in the world was created through him, by him, and for him. That means you, me, and every person on this planet were created for him not for ourselves although we have a purpose of significance and 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 a a role and, and things that we do in this life but the great scheme of things it's important that we understand that we were you were created for christ for him and that his purpose in our life discovering what that is discovering why we're here and what we're doing is the greatest journey, if you like, the greatest pursuit that we have as people in the earth. Baptism is all about Jesus. Jesus lived. Jesus was crucified. Jesus was buried. But Jesus rose from the dead. And when we get water baptized, where, as that scripture says, is saying that we are aligning ourselves with Christ Jesus and what he did for us. You might ask, well, why did he do it? He did it for you. He died so that you can live. 
And that doesn't mean that we're not going to die in this physical body. Uh, and it wasn't so that we, he, he didn't die so that we didn't die at all. But the Bible says that when we accept Christ, we die once. Without Christ, we die twice. And so, yes, we will at some point leave this physical body. And um, Nick and I were with her father yesterday. He only has a couple of days left to live. Um, and we said uh, goodbye as a family. Uh, and it's very emotional. And it's very, um, and it's very sad. Uh, and anybody that's lost a loved one and anybody who's been in that uh, position understands there is something within us that says this is not right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And that's because it's not. We were never designed to die. We were never designed. That's why every time we're faced with death, every time we're confronted by death, there's something within us that says this is not right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And you would be right. But because of sin and wrongdoing, because of our rebellion against God, the Bible says in um, Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. Death came because we decided to go our own way and turn from God, and it brought death into the world. Mankind began to die because of our rebellion and our disconnection from God. And the Bible says, And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. We are all caught up in that. And therefore, every one of us will die at some point. And therefore, Jesus came and he did die, the Bible says, once for all. So that when we accept Jesus Christ, when we align ourselves with him, although we die in the body, we will live to be with him after, the, after this life. That this is only a temporal place that we're living right now and baptism is all about saying i'm aligning myself with jesus christ and what he did that he did die that he was buried and that he did rise from the dead and that i believe that and so baptism is all about jesus it's not about me it's about him and what he did and me saying i want to be part of that i want to align myself with jesus christ that's the first point. The second point is that baptism is all about death. Now, aren't you glad you came this morning? <laughs> Just, it does get better. Baptism is all about that, uh, death. The scripture says here, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. That's what it's saying there in Romans 6. So when we are in Christ, when we accept Christ, when we are baptized into Christ, the Bible is saying we are buried with Him. It signifies, as that scripture said before, the death of our old life. When you die, when you're buried, it signifies the end of your relationship with this world. Um, when someone dies, they don't continue to chase them for unpaid parking fines they don't they don't hand out Aldi catalogs at the graveyard they don't put them out because when someone is buried 
it is saying this person no longer has a connection with the things of this world. And so when we are baptized into Christ, what we're saying is, and what this scripture is talking about, and what is represented is we're saying, Jesus, uh, my old life and my old way is being buried, and my old connection and my old desires and my old habits and the old way I was living ends at this point. There is a death to that old man. That old person, that old way dies. It has died. And that's what we're saying. Baptism is about death. A person who is buried are finished entirely and completely with this world and everything that belongs to it. Um, burial is the proclamation that the relationship to this life has ended. And um, as I was saying before, we were with uh, my father-in-law yesterday and talking and it's... Uh, obviously um, very sad and very emotional but he is a strong believer and there's such a powerful um, uh, significance in someone knowing where they're going and he was able to you know I prayed with him during the week we spoke to him yesterday uh, and he's ready to go he say I'm ready I know where I'm going I know that I'm going to be with Jesus I said we were talking about, you know, eulogy and I asked him, uh, what's your favourite scripture? Because I'll do the, the service. He said, my favourite scripture and the one I want you to speak at the funeral is absent with the body, present with the Lord. He said, that is my scripture. And so what w when we're water baptised, what we're saying is that, that my relationship with the things of this world have come to an end that I'm no longer the person that I was and that that, that desire, the, the hunger, the things of the world has gone. Uh, one of my favourite scriptures in the Bible is 1 John 2.17. Uh, and um, when I was 30, one of our friends, I don't know if you remember that, got it engraved onto a... Um, bottle opener, I think. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was a, um, it was a, I think it was a money, it was a money collector thing. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. 1, one John 2.17 says this, the world and its desires will pass away, but the person who does the will of God, that person will live forever. Uh, and that's something that we've always lived by, something that I've always kept my focus on, and the power of baptism, if you haven't been water baptized, this is not just some optional thing that you do. There is power when we, when we say, you know what, I'm identifying myself with Jesus Christ and what he has done. And I actually believe that it's not just symbolic. Um, there's two ordinances in the church. There's two sacraments, if you like. There's communion, which we just did then, that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And then there's water baptism, which he also said to do. Um, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of water baptisms and, and distributed communion you know, to thousands and thousands of people over the years, but th there's something powerful that takes place in water baptism. And, um, you know, I've, I have never seen someone in communion, um, it could happen, but I've never seen someone while they're taking communion burst out into tongues, start speaking in tongues, 
spontaneously. I've never seen it happen. It may have happened, not been my experience. But in water baptism, I've seen it time and time and time again, where people come out of the water and just begin to speak in tongues. I've never seen somebody take communion and uh, have demons leave them. <laughs> but I have in water baptism, baptized people and, uh, and, and things have left them. Things have come off them. Something significant, something spiritual taken place in their world at that point. Something powerful happens in water baptism. And, and I don't know, and that's why I think sometimes we, not everybody, but some people uh, hesitate or are reticent to take that step of water baptism. It is a powerful step. It's a significant step. It's an important step. You know, uh, many are Muslims, and uh, I don't know this uh, by first hand, but I've, I've been told this, that oftentimes when a Muslim converts to Christianity, obviously it's not popular, and obviously it's, it's condoned, uh, but, uh, but sometimes it's tolerated. Um, but I've been told that but if a Muslim gets water baptized, then they will try and kill them. There's something powerful that happens at water baptism, something significant when you're saying, this, this is the end of my old life, this is the end of my old way of living, this is the end of me being the sole captain of my life and making every decision apart from God's purpose and desire for my will. From this time on, I'm going to live for Jesus. From this point on, I'm going to live with eternity within the scope and view of the decisions that I make. Water baptism is about, is about death. The power of baptism is the power of a new life. My third point, baptism is about life. So baptism is about Jesus. Baptism is about death. That's what it's symbolic of. When, when somebody goes down under the water, that's why we believe in full immersion as opposed to you know, a sprinkling of water or something like that. We believe in full immersion because the Bible makes it clear that water baptism is, is symbolizing death. When you are buried, they don't just throw a little bit of dirt on you and leave you laying out in the ground. No, they, they bury you under the ground. And it is symbolic uh, or it is, it, it is um, representative of that. When you go down under the water, death to the old life. But fortunately, we don't keep you under. <laughs> there is death, but the Bible makes it clear with Jesus Christ, there is also life. With Jesus Christ, there's also resurrection. With Jesus Christ, there's also a new beginning that begins when Jesus Christ comes into our life. We don't keep you under the water. Jesus did not stay in the grave. The Bible says he rose again out of the grave. Death could not hold him down. Death could not hold him down. And the power of Christianity is the power of resurrection. It's the power of a new life that is received when we accept Jesus Christ. When we die to the old way, our old life, and we rise again in the power of his resurrection, something changes in our world. Something changes in our life. It's not just about a religious ceremony. It's not just about a traditional habit. It's about a connection with a living Christ who is actually at work in the world here and now on your side for you and not against you. That's what 
baptism is about. Baptism is about life. Baptism is about resurrection power that is toward us who believe, the Bible says. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that, notice those three words. We were buried in order that. So there was a purpose to the burial. There's a purpose to the death. There's a purpose to that whole part of this process. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Yes, there's a death to the old way, but there's a purpose in it. And that's a new life, a new power, a new freedom, a new peace, a new joy, a new faith, a new kingdom through Jesus Christ. The power of baptism is the power of new life. You know, uh, in the Old Testament, the, the whole of the Old Testament is, is symbolic of the Christian journey. And you may or may not have read the Old Testament. You may know some of the stories. Um, but as I was saying before, um, there's, two, there's, two river, there's two river crossings or water, water crossings in the Old Testament. I don't know if you remember them. The first one is the, when the, when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, they crossed the, the Red Sea. But then to get into the Promised Land, they also had to cross the, the Jordan River. These two water crossings are symbolic of baptism in Jesus Christ. When they were brought out of Egypt, the word Egypt means bondage it means constraint it means being held down it means death when they came out of the red sea they came out of egypt and were brought into or or out of that place that is symbolic of being brought down under the water in baptism when we are brought out of they were brought out of that place and it was done they did not they had nothing to do with it The water rose and moved to the side and they just walked through what God did miraculously and sovereignly. That's what happens in salvation. We don't, we accept Christ, but we have nothing to do with the impartation of his spirit, nothing to do with the impartation of new life. We receive it as a free gift from Jesus Christ, a free gift from God. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't pay for it. You just receive it. When the Israelites came out, they just, the waters opened up and they came out by the power of God. Um, so they came out, symbolic of the, the crossing, out of bondage, death to sin, death to the old life, death to Egypt. It represents repentance, it represents forgiveness, it represents salvation, it represents atonement, it represents propitiation, the coming out of the Red Sea. But you know what? There was another river they had to cross, and many times as Christians, that's where we live. We just live coming out of the old, out of the world, and, 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 but yet to receive the real power that comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's another symbolic water crossing, and it's the Jordan River. And it's the Jordan that represents the crossing into the promised land. One was out of Egypt, out of the old world, out of the old life. The new one is into a promised land, into a new life, into a new 
uh, form of living and whereas they were brought miraculously out of the Red Sea when they were going into the promised land God said you will go in and you will fight and you will live by faith and you will um, take a hold of the things that I have promised and given you that's the difference not just brought out but to go in we receive Christ supernaturally, but we take a hold of his life and the promises that he made by faith. They don't just come. The Israelites, they wanted to do it the old way. They, they didn't want to fight the giants. They didn't want to walk by faith. They just wanted it to be provided for them. They just wanted it to be given to them. They just wanted supernatural, miraculous things to happen, but that's not the way it works, is it? The Bible says that they're the, right, the coming out of the water is representative of the resurrection power and living a new kind of life. Living in the power of Christ, the power of the resurrection, the power of the things that he, that he um, claimed for us through his death and resurrection. And to accept that and to live in that. It's symbolic of the new life, a, a life lived by faith. <laughs> we're not, where we're not just recipients of the works of God, but we are partakers in it that we live by faith. And it takes great maturity to have our heart connected to heaven and the eternal, but to have our hands at work in the world. That takes great maturity. And many people aren't able to do it. They live at either extreme of those. So they either live with just focused on heaven and Oh, it's all about the, the, the heaven and nothing in this world matters and I have no interest in anything that's going on in here and they're so godly or they're so heavenly, if you like, they're no earthly good. They just sit around and Paul talked about this in the Bible when he wrote to the Thessalonians because they were just sitting around waiting for the Lord to return. And he goes, don't just sit around. He goes, if you're not working, you're not if you don't work, you don't eat. You can't just sit around waiting for God to come and just doing nothing. But that's oftentimes what happens. We come to Christ and we have this experience and our world is transformed and then and we're just then just sitting there waiting, waiting, like like this journey of the Israelites in the wilderness. They've come out of Egypt, but now they're just wandering around, wandering around, wandering around, not actually going into the thing that God called him into. But then on the other hand, there's other Christians who come out of the world, and yes, they're out there doing it, but, but as they've gone about trying to make a difference and, 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 and obviously um, have an impact in the world, what can happen is then our heart, our first love actually begins to get twisted and no longer are we actually doing it for Jesus, no longer are we about doing it for the kingdom, no longer are we doing it because of eternal things, all of a sudden it is all about us. And what we're trying to achieve and what we're doing and it's no longer about God, it's about us. And these are the two extremes that can take place. And you may know people that are at either of those extremes. It takes maturity to have our heart and our mind focused on the things of eternity and of the things that God has promised, but at the same time in this life making the most of every moment, making the most of every day, making the most of every month. Um, and living for Christ here and now and saying, I am going to make a difference. I am going to have an impact. I am going to help change people's lives. I am going to uh, bring change and transformation. That's what it means to be living in the power of the resurrection. 
and, and not just living in the memory of our water baptism. Many of you may have been water baptized at some point. But we're not just living in the memory of what happened, but we're living in the power of it right now. The resurrection power in the baptism and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you here today that if you haven't been water baptized, if you have not gone under the water and been brought out as a declaration and an alignment with what Christ has done, in four weeks' time we're going to be doing water baptisms right here out in the cafe. And if you haven't done that, I want you to do it. I want you to think about it. If you're not sure, I want you to come and talk to me. We can show you scriptures. I've got a document. But this is not, this is not optional for the believer. This is not something Jesus said, if you feel like it, do it. He said, no, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It is about aligning ourselves. But it's not just like communion, I believe, which is... A, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And so we're remembering Christ. I actually believe water baptism is a powerful spiritual encounter where something significant happens in our world. And if you have been water baptized, something significant happened and you need to stir up again, not just living in the memory of it, but in the power of it right here, right now. Um, Romans 5.17 says this, For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? That's not talking about heaven. That's not talking about when you die, that you're going to rule and reign with Christ when you die. That will happen. But Paul is saying the power of receiving Christ, of receiving the power of the baptism, water baptism and raised out, is that it gives us the ability through Christ to rule and reign in this life, to overcome every obstacle, every challenge, every setback, every disappointment, to continue to press on, although we may have loved ones that pass away, that die, and we will all face that and deal with that at some point in our lives, whether we're young or whether we're old. But the great hope that is in Christ is that there is resurrection, there is a reuniting, and there is eternal life, that death has lost its sting, that, that death has been defeated, and that we shall live again in Christ, that absent in the death oh, I just absent in the body man I was building that moment right there I was building it and then I stuffed it up <laughs> absent with the body present with the Lord but you don't have to wait to die to be present with the Lord because he's here right now he is here right now and so as we close our eyes here today, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He is here today. He is here right now. The Bible says it is appointed to us once to die and then to face God and then stand before God and give an account of our life and give an account of our decisions and give an account of what we did with the gift 
that was given to us. And that did we accept the gift that God gave to every human being in Jesus Christ to receive Him for the forgiveness of sins, for the cleansing of the things that we've done wrong. And a death to that old life, but a resurrection power, a new, a new life in Christ Jesus. If you've never prayed a prayer that asked Jesus Christ into your life, if you've never prayed a prayer that said, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my world. I want to know you then today's the day to do that. So while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, if you've never prayed that prayer, if you've never said, Jesus Christ, come into my life, I want to know you. I want to pray with you at the end of this service. So if that's you, I want you to put up your hand so I can see it. I'm going to pray with you at the end of the service. Say, yeah, that's me. I, I've never asked Jesus Christ into my life. I've never prayed a prayer that said, Jesus be my Lord and Savior. You may have been to church, you may have done religious things, but you've never prayed that prayer. If that's you, just put up your hand so I can see it and we're going to pray. Maybe you've asked Jesus Christ into your life at some point, at some time, but you are away from God right now. You know you're not living the way you're supposed to be living, but today you're saying, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm getting my life back on track. I'm going to make you number one again. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, get my life in order if that's you here this morning i'd love to pray with you just put up your hand so i can see it so that jesus can see it this is between you and him to say yeah that's me i, I want to get my life right again i want to get it life with jesus i want to get back on track just put it up high so i can see it we're going to pray why don't we all stand here this morning <coughs> right now we're all standing here if you have not been water baptized, if you've never gone under the water and been brought back out in that alignment with what Christ has done for us, as I've spoken to you right here, right now, you're saying, you know what, I haven't done it, but I want to do it. If that's you, I want to pray for you here today. I want you to just come out of your seat and come stand down the front here. If that's you, say, yeah, I, I want to do that. I'm ready to do that. I want to make that choice. Just come out of your seat. Just come and stand down the front here. We're going to say, yeah, I want to get water baptized. If you haven't been water baptized, if you have not done that, don't hold back right now. Step into what God has for you. Just come out of your seat. Come and stand down the front right here. Say, yeah, I want to do that. Thank you, Jesus. In four weeks' time, we're going to be doing this. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, come out, guys. Give these guys a big hand. Who else is there? You have not been water baptized. And in four weeks' time, you're saying, you know what? I want to do that. The flesh will resist this. The, the carnal human heart will resist it because it's about saying no to ourselves, no to our old life, no to our own the carnal nature death to that and saying yes to Jesus Christ. There is always a battle when we want to decide to put God first. But if you're here today and say, you know what, I want to do it. I want you to step out. Take that step right here, right now. Say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put God first. I'm going to make this decision. Just step out of your seat and come out here. If there's anybody else here, I'll give you another 15 seconds. 
Thank you, Jesus. So proud of you guys down here. Well done. It's going to be a phenomenal morning. Who else is?